Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the How to Sleep podcast. In this episode, you'll learn why working late into the night to get more done is completely false economy and potentially making your sleep issue worse and what you could try instead. Welcome to the How to Sleep podcast. I'm your host, Nikki Blakeman, qualified adult sleep coach, a previous sufferer of insomnia and mum of three. I believe that sleep is fundamental to your enjoyment of the life you have worked so hard to create and I support adults like you who are struggling to sleep to get back to sleep and back to living your life in full colour and with maximum energy. This podcast is for you if you are taking ages to get to sleep or waking in the night and can't get back to sleep or both. Keep listening to find out how sleep works, the essential elements you need to get the sleep you deserve and actionable steps that you can take. So over the past few episodes, I've been talking from various angles about the benefits of having an evening routine and having an evening routine with a strong focus on relaxation. But I know that many of you might be thinking that the idea sounds nice, um, but you're not convinced or you just don't have the time to be able to do this. A common pattern I've noticed uh, amongst people that I help with sleep is that many of them have got into a habit of working late into the night. And when I say working, often it's work, a job work or or their own business work. Sometimes it's housework. Sometimes it's what I like to call life admin, like sorting finances, bills, online shopping, that kind of thing. So many different things, but all really under the banner of work for me. And like I said, I meet a lot of people who've, who've got into this habit. And I definitely put myself in this category too. So for me, when I was in that period of my life, when I was struggling with sleep, I was working a full-time corporate job. My three children were very young and I was juggling the housework and life admin um, with my husband, obviously, but there still didn't seem to be enough hours in the day to fit everything in unless I used the evening time to get more things done. And for that reason, I allowed my daytime activities to kind of bleed into my evening time. So I, I really wanted to explore this rabbit hole that I went down more in this episode because I think that it's something that many of you will be able to relate to. So as my sleep issue bedded in and I became more tired, I started to find every day a drag. I I have this feeling of tiredness and the constant craving to rest or sleep or just do nothing as I got more physically and mentally tired over time. And it's kind of an obvious statement to make that, but there were some subtle aspects and consequences to this that I didn't really open my eyes to at the time. And that's what I want to talk about today. And one of them was that I began this battle with time and energy. So a typical day for me was something like this. I used to get up in the morning after several hits of the snooze button and I'd still feel tired. And so it would take me a while to get going and it definitely required coffee. And I didn't see at the time how this start of the day limited my ability to really get clarity and focus right at the beginning. And it also limited my ability to be productive in the morning, which for most people scientifically is their most productive part of the day. And then as the day wore on, I would go into my kind of early afternoon after lunch lull, when some days I really felt like I could actually go to sleep on the floor of the office. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. You could literally just curl up on the floor and go to sleep if the opportunity allowed, which it never did. But there were often times when I would have these sort of fantasies about, yeah, just lying down, curling up in a ball and having a nap. 
So the afternoon often required more caffeine and this kind of fight to keep myself focused and motivated and not let my mind drift off to the end of the working day or thinking about home and sofa. And again, I wasn't really honest with myself at the time about how this daily struggle was affecting my productivity. And fast forward to the end of a typical day and I would find that after dinner in the evening, I would start to get a lift of energy and I would feel a bit more awake. And I remember thinking every kind of day that this happened, wow, why is this sudden lift of energy happen now? Right at the end of the day, I've been wanting to feel this all day and now I suddenly feel it. And almost always what I chose to do with that wave of energy was to do more stuff. So either work stuff, housework, life admin, like I said before. And I felt like I hadn't achieved enough in the day and so I needed to get more done in the evening. But I managed to completely miss what was staring me right in the face, that the reason I hadn't got enough done in the day was that I was tired, I was slower, I was less focused, I was less motivated because I had the sleep issue. And when we look at the scientific data, this is really backed up. The science is pretty clear on this. People who sleep properly have been shown to have up to 30% more energy than those that don't. And that number is so large. It's not a small difference. And it doesn't stop there. Studies have shown an increase of up to 40% in problem solving ability, a 40% increase in memory capability, an increase at the speed at which we actually complete tasks and a reduction in concentration lapses. And in fact, one study showed that participants experienced an increase in concentration lapses by up to 400% when they hadn't had sufficient sleep. And that is huge. So I want you to really please take this in, these numbers in. Sleep just doesn't help you get a bit more done. It helps you get a lot more done. So prioritising sleep and rest has to be the goal in order to get this effectivity. Now, I also want you to know, in case you're thinking that you're pretty sure that although you're tired and you do have a sleep issue, you're still pretty productive in the day and you're still not convinced um, that you're not, you know, getting through the tasks in the day and you don't still need this time in the evening. So I want you to know that studies have also shown that when you are tired, um, you actually have a reduced sense of awareness about just how impaired your performance actually is. A little bit like when you have a small amount of alcohol and you don't think that your performance is impaired, but if you were to do some reflex tests, etc., you'd find that it was. It's the same with sleep. And I think this is a really crucial finding because what it means is that this could have been one of the reasons why I didn't see this situation in a way that is really apparent to me now. I had basically reset my normal. I had stopped noticing just how slow and inefficient I was being through this tiredness. All I was recognising was when I got to the end of each day, I hadn't finished everything I wanted to do in the day. And this could only mean one course of action, in my mind at least. And the answer was to work longer to make up for the lack of productivity that I felt. So in other words, I got into a loop where I believed I had no choice but to cut into my rest time to get more done. I didn't realise that stopping work in the evening was absolutely crucial to restoring my sleep. But even if I had realised that at the time, I wouldn't necessarily have been convinced that I could afford to do it because I was deluded into thinking that I had to keep going in the evening to get everything done 
because I'd failed to make the connection between getting great sleep and the degree of increase in efficiency and productivity that I'd experienced as a result, and then therefore the increase in the speed and capability I would have to get things done each day, which would in turn, of course, save me time and free up my evenings, and then I would have time to relax, which would help me sleep. If I had understood this at the time, I could have stopped the constant battle with time and energy. I could have started to turn the tables and go around a positive and helpful loop rather than that negative and unhelpful loop that I was stuck in at the time. The other important thing I want to pull out of this scenario that I just described is my experience of feeling more awake in the evening. So just just as bedtime was starting to finally get within reach, having felt tired and sleepy earlier in the day, I'd get this lift of energy. And again, this was a sign of a possible reaction that I had no awareness of because I didn't have my sleep education back then. And what this could have been actually is a sign of rising cortisol level within my body. Basically, because my mind had spent all day fighting the urge to sleep, my brain had reacted in what it thought was a helpful way by releasing cortisol in order to inhibit these feelings of sleepiness and tiredness and allow me to get stuff done. This second wave of energy in the evening, therefore, could just in fact have been my cortisol reaching such a point as it started to completely blocking my awareness of being tired. And that's not a good place to be because the tiredness hasn't gone away. The need to sleep hasn't gone away. It's just being masked so that my conscious mind was now kidded into not feeling the tiredness to the same extent, but it's still there. And that's not a good place to be because in this tricked state of mind, I'll believe that I actually have additional energy. I don't have additional energy. Um, I just can't feel the tiredness the same. You see the difference. So I've got tricked into believing I've got this additional energy to carry on. And of course, I did carry on. I'd carry on exerting physical and mental energy even more and accruing even further the sleep debt that I now somehow needed to get back, which of course I couldn't. And it's important to know that this was my brain trying to be helpful to me Release of cortisol is an ancient defence mechanism which has been held in reserve for use in those times where I really would have needed to initiate fight or flight responses in the face of danger, even if I was tired. But it was never meant as a mechanism to be put to use day after day for ordinary everyday tasks like tidying away the washing or internet shopping. So again, it's not a good place to be because While we carry on through this second wave, we burn even more physical and mental energy, we increase the amount of sleep we need, and also what we do when cortisol is released is increase the time that it actually takes for us to feel the effects of that wear off and then to feel tired again enough to go to sleep. So we basically extend the time it takes us to go to sleep in the evening. Now, some of you may be thinking, hang on, I thought there was that science about the people that were night owls and the people that are morning larks. And you're right, there has been those studies and there is evidence that some people have a shift in their phasing. But to be honest, the results of these studies often show that most of us are somewhere in between these two extremes anyway. And only about 20% of the population are in fact night owls, as in they stay up very late, but they also get up very late as well usually. And so I'm betting that some of you who think you may be night owls are in fact just getting this second wave of energy caused by an increase in cortisol potentially, rather than actually having a true genetic basis for the shift in your chronobiology. 
Okay, so if you're stuck in this loop where you feel compelled to work late in the evening and you're concerned that you don't have enough time in the day to stop doing this, your takeaway action for this week is, can you sit down and walk through a typical day for yourself like I've set out for me in this episode and be really honest identify all the points in the day where you're not fully productive, you're not fully focused. And is the work you're then doing in the evening potentially something you could have got done earlier in the day if you were feeling more energetic and efficient at the time? And if that's the case, could tackling your sleep issue really make this difference? And should you really be prioritising relaxation in the evening in order to promote your sleep problems getting better Uh, to get yourself out of this loop. So to sum up, please don't work late. It's most likely false economy. Have an evening, enjoy your downtime. It should help you sleep better, feel more refreshed and energetic. And therefore in the long run, you'll get more done more quickly in the day. As ever, if you need help with setting an evening routine that helps with sleep, I'll leave the link for that in the show notes. All right, take care. Have a great week and thanks for listening. Thank you for listening. I hope you found some value in today's episode. If you did, and you know others who would benefit from hearing this information as well, then please share with them. And if you would be so kind as to leave a positive review of the podcast, this will support me in my mission to spread the message of sleep as wide as possible. Thank you so much. If you can't wait until the next episode and you want more guidance right now, then head on over to my website and get access to my free sleep resources. Link in the show notes or follow me on Instagram at Nikki.Blakeman. Wishing you a peaceful night's sleep.